Monday morning, on my way to the unemployment office on Miami Beach to register, I decided to treat myself to a chocolate croissant from the little French bakery around the corner from my apartment. I was about to start tightening my belt, finances-wise, but I figured I could afford one last small indulgence. I entered the bakery, my senses immediately assaulted by the smell of fresh bread, the rows of beautifully decorated pastries, and the French reggae music playing softly in the background. The bell over the door tinkled as I entered, but the heavy-set French woman who normally waited on customers didn't appear. I scanned the bakery case in front of me. What? No chocolate croissants? Oh man, what a disappointment. Then the baker himself appeared from the kitchen carrying a tray of mixed breakfast pastries, including the pain au chocolat I was jonesing for. Sorry, he said. My clerk, she has left me. I am all alone here. He was about my age, late twenties, and about my height as well, just over six feet. But there the similarities stopped. He was broad-shouldered and beefy, with big hands and a broad smile. He wore a white chef's coat with the collar turned down, already spotted with what looked like raspberry jelly, and a white toque. Are you hiring? I asked. I haven't worked a register in a couple of years, but I spent four years while I was in college working at fast food places. He quizzed me for a few minutes about my skills, and then said, You are a gift from God. How soon can you start? Now? I stepped behind the counter and he grabbed me in a big bear hug, kissing me on each cheek. My body tingled. Embarrassed, I backed away as the bell over the door rang and a customer entered. My shift was seven to three. The other clerk, who came in at one, spent her first two hours in the tiny office next to the kitchen, ordering supplies and paying bills. By the time she relieved me, my feet hurt, my shoulders ached, and I wanted to luxuriate in a hot bath for hours. But it all went away when the baker, whose name was Jean-Pierre, hugged me again and kissed both my cheeks. How can I thank you, he said, his French accent making each word as sexy as a proposition. I know. I will cook for you. Dinner. Tomorrow night. Okay, I said as he released me. The next morning, I wore sneakers with thick white socks to cushion my feet. Jean-Pierre unlocked the door for me, greeting me once again with a big bear hug and a kiss on both cheeks. I felt my whole body glowing with his touch. We chatted off and on as he baked. He was excited about the meal he was preparing for me that evening, and he kept popping out of the kitchen to ask if I liked oysters, spinach, chicken, mushrooms, garlic. With each new ingredient, with each time I saw his shining eyes and the sexy triangle of flesh where his collar folded over, I came closer to orgasm. He lived in an apartment above the bakery, he said. Very convenient when it was time to start baking at four in the morning. No commute. I left at three, promising to return that evening at seven. I didn't think Jean-Pierre was gay and didn't expect anything to happen, but I wanted to leave myself in a heightened state of expectation anyway.